been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode 27, and the date is March 8th, and we actually have uh, something a little different today in today's lineup. Uh, no news, no Disney Plus info, no game show, uh, but we do have is our brand new friends from the We Like Theme Parks podcast. Uh, but before we get to them, let's uh, let's introduce one half of the best of the Midwesterners. Dan, what's up, man? Uh, doing great over here. Hi, ho! Great. It's good to have you back. I'm excited about this show. Yeah, it's going to be fun. These uh we've been talking about doing this for a while. Let's 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 introduce them now. From We Like Theme Parks podcast, Chris and Miriam. What's up guys? Hi ho. That was beautiful, Dan. That was gorgeous. Yeah, love. That. I want more. We need a little more pizzazz and <laughs> yes. a little more seven dwarves in our show, I think. Dan, you sing every show because I mean that's that's something that that's I do do it peaks. every show, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and more to, please. And to be honest, Chris, that's actually gonna cost you a few bucks that you just did it because he's got that kind of uh that's I, his thing. I will send you a shiny nickel, my friend. It's coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, it's so awesome to have you guys on the show. I know me and Chris have been talking about doing this collaboration for a, for a minute now, and uh, we can finally get it get it going. So, like, basically, what I, what I want to say is, so, like Rick said to Captain Renault in Casablanca, man, maybe this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. We, uh, we really enjoy your your podcast. So, you know, we, we love what you do. You guys are hysterical. Ah, um, stop. No, you, you know you're funny, so stop. <laughs> We're all right. Um, but, yes, but, I, I think this is a situation where, you know, Gene and I looked at one another and we went, I like you. I like you too. Let's do yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah we, I like we, your pod. I like your pod. We, I like I like I like how you I like your way about you. I like your way about you. Give it time. Give it time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't really know me that yet. No, but you know what's funny is we 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 I was, it was supposed to be like a quick maybe like 10, 15 minute uh little uh, Zoom meeting we had on a Saturday afternoon. And we ended up I think we were on there for like an hour and a half and was two hours just talking <laughs> funny stuff, sports, podcasts, Disney. So um, there was like, you know, it was almost like an instant connection. And I said, you know what? Yeah, let's definitely, let's definitely get this going, man. It was, it was like a, what do you call those the speed dates that just like, <laughs> you want to grab coffee after? This is going real good. Yeah. Like, what are you doing after this? What chat? <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it was great. Well, you know, we're, it's, it's hard to find, you know, a lot of like-minded podcasts that are kind of on the same wavelength, uh, that are looking to have just a good time that are knowledgeable. Uh, and you know, I've, when I met Gene, Gene was just a, a cool cat and we liked a lot of the same stuff. And I was like, Hey, we should, we should have a party. I can bring Miriam. He's like, I can bring Dan. This is fantastic. <laughs> Let's all get I'm together and talk about game. Disney. Yeah. So it was a beautiful thing. So we're, we're really happy to be here. And with that said, we're looking forward to having you on our show. Uh, we're going to be recording next week and that'll yep. be, well, these will probably be out around the same week. So a double dip of, yeah. of Disney underground and the, we like theme parks triumph of uh, this, this connection of two beautiful <laughs> things it's going to be like a phoenix rising from the beautifulness i don't even know what i'm talking about I'm just <laughs> i don't even know 
Hey, I'll tell you about this. This is where we cue the symbol that kind of rolls around and pops flat. That's right. That's the one. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> so let's ask you guys some questions, man. Let's talk about we like theme parks before we get into uh, what we're going to get into today. You're not all from the same area necessarily. How did you guys all meet? I know you're, you're, you're a partner short today. Yes. Uh, well, our buddy, our, our co-host, Mark Andrada, hosts another wrestling podcast. He's a huge wrestling dude. Oh. So this is his wrestling podcast night. So he wasn't available to join us, but he sends his regards. Uh, Mark and I go way back. Well, we both worked at Second City. We both kind of work in the same industry. Uh, and I've worked with Mark on many musicals and other things and uh, cool. com- comedy shows. And we were always friends. And then one day during a, I think like a bunch break on a gig, one of us mentioned Disney and the floodgates open. And I'm like, did we just become best friends? Did this just happen? <laughs> Are you a Disney theme partner too? Yes. And that was, sometimes that's all it takes. Uh, so Mark and I had been good buddies and then, uh, yeah, you know, the, the whole podcast thing kind of became in vogue. And I, I, I wanted to, to talk about, you know, our Disney opinions and have some Disney fun. Um, I was a fan of other podcasts, but I thought uh, maybe a, a funnier, more comedically based podcast was still just enough information to, to, to keep you honest would be something that other Disney fans would be really into. And knowing a guy like Mark, who's like a, a real comedian, you know, I'm, a, I'm an all right guy myself. Uh, we thought we'd get into something. So we built a podcast. And then down the road, we met Miriam, uh, who is kind of like our, our spiritual third. She was a fan at first, but we... The more time we communicated with her, she was like, wow, this girl's really knowledgeable, really funny, and knows a lot more about Disney than probably we do. Uh, we, and, you know, this is a pretty bro-heavy show. Let's unbro heavy this show. And uh, Miriam became a part of the team, first as like a correspondent, and then just like, just she just started coming on all the time. She's sneaky. She's like, I'll come in. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> And How now did you get in on this again. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, um, but we've been really, we've been really thrilled. Like people, the response to our podcast was really positive right from the the start, and it's even brought in new listeners. When we brought Miriam on, like we we were definitely broy, so it was nice to uh, to grow. Uh, and Miriam keeps us earnest that way, and it's and it's and she's. Um, can I just sing your praises, Miriam? While I'm, while oh, I'm thank on? you. I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> H- uh, hilarious. Hilarious knows uh, just about everything there is. Has a keen eye for for beautiful things, which I don't, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. And happens to be a West Coast uh, expert because uh, those are her home parks. Mm-hmm. My home yes. park is on the East Coast. So it just totally worked out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of talking. Miriam, Miriam, what was the experience like for you uh, getting involved in the Wheel Theme Parks podcast? <laughs> I mean, I think you nailed it. It was I was listening to a really broy podcast about mostly <laughs> Disney World, and then I helped bring a little bit of Disneyland to your lives. Also, lots of Disney bounding. You know, that's what I yes. bring to the table. So, yes, Miriam is a. Now I'm I'm talking for you. Miriam is one of the <laughs> marquee Disney bounders out there, and uh, it was a world that I knew nothing about. People do this, but now you're an expert at it. <laughs> well, I, don't I don't know about that. I might try it on the next trip. I don't know. I'm a little. I think nervous you should. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can make it happen. Like you rock it so well. I mean, you well, go to the parts with like Tron ears, so you can at least do a Tron bound. I do. You guys want to see my Tron ears? Miriam made this for me. Check it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Has my name on the back in Tron font. <laughs> it's the greatest. Sweet. Um, yeah, so that's how the pod kind of came together. But uh, it's really the 
it's about having fun. I think you guys are on the similar wavelength. It's just about getting funny and interesting people on the yeah. show to have a good time, to play some goofy games, to talk about nonsense. Like, what did we do this week, Miriam? Disney hunk calendar? Like, we made yeah. a calendar. Uh, yeah. Disney yeah, I saw that. It was a good yeah. one. You know, yeah. it's supposed to be like all fun and games, but I literally worked for four hours on that calendar. Yes, it was, <laughs> and it was amazing. And we had I mean, some worth eating. it. And I got to stare at hunks the whole time. So yeah, animated hunks, nice. And <laughs> and the funny thing was, there's some heated debate over which hunk needs to be, you know, Mister <laughs> November. We share some uh, kinship there with Miriam about the bounding. I don't mm-hmm. know if you checked out our little Instagram. Uh, channel there rock and roll dw but we do a lot of the not necessarily the typical bounding but we do getting into outfits and like i did built this sammy uh from the country bear actual top hat last yes, year amazing so we love doing that stuff too it's it's pretty fun That's stephanie awesome. did a whole mr toad stephanie is, is and stephanie should definitely be an honorary uh dapper dan <laughs> fair enough dan yeah, she dressed up very similar and was behind him in a video, actually, trying yeah. to get in really bad. In Disneyland or Disney World? World. Okay, because I don't know if they, in Disneyland, they definitely do pull people up and be, you can become an honorary Dapper Dan. I don't know <laughs> if they do that funny. in Disney World, but they did it. I was dressed as a Dan for October once and they did pull me up and I had to sing. It was That's mortifying cool. and elating. <laughs> It's <laughs> a memory right there, though. What a dream yeah. and a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, and they give you like a card that says that you're an honorary Dapper Dan. It's pretty fun. Cool. You know, we, we're going to have you guys on. You know, obviously, we're not going to, again, no news today. We're not going to do the game show. We're going to, it's going to be just kind of just a fun, different episode. It's only me and Dan from the crew. And, you know, I said, what can we do? I love the segment you guys do, the armchair imagineering. And, yeah. um, something we've talked about at times on our own podcast is how great it would be if there was a villain park, a fifth gate that was just for villains. And, uh, a little something, you know, I, you know, bantied around a few names. Forbidding Kingdom was one of the ideas. And I think that might even have been the rumor of what it was supposed to be when, um, they were going to do it. So I, I thought maybe we could have you guys on and we could steal one of your segments and have you on for a little armchair imagineering of the Forbidding Kingdom, the, the villain park. So I sing this guy's song for like two seconds and you steal our segments? What, well, I think that sounds like a fair trade. What, what kind of check are you going to send Yeah, this me, is going to be an ongoing segment for us, by the way. Dan, I hope you don't have a problem with that. Oh, Dan, you're going to the music drop. Sounds good? <laughs> Dan, you're going to have to ship back that nickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah um, I have to credit our music guy, though. You got to make sure he gets a little bit of love, all right? You got it, man. You got it. Whatever you need. <laughs> hey, before we get started, let me ask you a quick question, though, Chris. Yes. Oh, boy. Why was the safari cat disqualified from the race? Why was the safari cat disqualified from the race? Yeah. Because he was a because he was a cheetah. Oh, it was a joke. Oh man. This is Gene's <laughs> terrible Gene, bad no, joke. You know what? You guys. It's not what it is. I'm on this podcast with, with this young lady and Mark Andrada, and they abuse me because I take things really literally sometimes. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a segment we did, and I'm like, what, what, what's this now? And they're like, the cheetah. And I'm like, yeah. You got I, I do dad jokes every week. It's I wouldn't do them if Dan didn't beg me to do them every week, but Dan's like, you got to do another dad joke every week. Oh, so I, love it. I do yep. it for Dan. It's only for Dan, really. And that, yeah. and we, here, this, just so you guys can see, this one was for We Like Theme Parks. I'm going to end up getting this out to you guys. Every every week we dedicate I guess to somebody. I, we are responsible. We did send you that box of dad jokes for Christmas. Yeah, this, that's, that's Dan's fault. <laughs> so I'm sorry, you guys. He sent me the dad jokes. Now everybody gets the card. This one, again, this one's dedicated to We Like Theme Parks. So. Beautiful. That's awesome. Episode 27, March 8th. 
Way to go, that's Dan. Hilarious. It's on you, buddy. I, I know. The gift that keeps giving, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's it. That's the big one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, armchair imagineering. How do we get started, guys? You guys are the pros. You well, think I think the first thing we could do is maybe we'll put a drop right here. Armchair imagineering. All right. Wasn't that a great drop? <laughs> that was sick. Mike Jumblecock, ladies and gentlemen. That guy's talented. <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Armchair Imagineering. This is a segment where we make Disney dreams come true. Our Disney dreams, that is. And today, my good friends over here, uh, we, we're having them on their own show <laughs> over at the Disney <laughs> It's Gene and Dan. And what we want to do with Gene and Dan is to create and populate some of the Disney Villains Kingdom, a rumor fifth park at the Disney World Resort. First, let's talk about this. Guys, we're going to come up with these brilliant ideas. There's going to be a lot of engineers listening. They're going to be stealing our ideas. So I just want to make sure Gene, Dan, Miriam, everyone's cool. When we do get theft, like thieved, teefed, that just understand it's going to happen. And just I'm, I'm just making sure that it's okay before we begin. Because if these are like ideas that are near and dear to your heart, look, these guys are listening. They've already stole stuff. They're going to steal some more. It's going to happen. Are you guys cool in the gang? I say let's ride. Yeah. If my, if, we just want if my idea would to, were to be taken, my wife would be ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> because right. when I just kind of mentioned a couple, she was kind of sad. Like, I just want this to be true. She's very passionate about some of this stuff for sure. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So why don't, why don't we just get to it? So we're, we talked about doing the villain's kingdom, creating a park. I think Gene, you were like, let's do a spoken wheel kind of design mm-hmm. and figure out what the lands would be and some of the attractions and dining and signature culinary delights and such for the Disney villains park. And so we'll each, Go around the wheel here and mention our land and hopefully they don't overlap and create the best Disney villains park in our dream world. And who knows, maybe one day down the road, you'll see it live in Orlando. And when we get comps, that's the real question. That is the real question. <laughs> that's all I want. That's all I that's need. That's all we want. All right. So who's going to start this thing? Uh, who wants to go first? You know, I feel that the right person to lead us off because he's a dreamer, a, a certified dreamer, and that is Gene. Gene, I'm going to give you this responsibility. I need an icon in this park, and why don't you give us the first land? Really, like, lay it out for us so we can follow your... I'm going to give you the land, but let me, first let me give you the, the not even the land, but the, the landmark, the um, icon of, of the park. I would love to go with Maleficent's Castle on the Forbidden Mountain as the nice. central, the, the Cinderella's castle of this. Yes, I have that on my list too. I think it's perfect. I think it's a no-brainer, right? I mean, I feel like yeah. everybody, yeah. And I, you know, I thought of a few different lands. Um, the one I kind of like the most is Underworld with Hades. Okay. You know, cool. like a little bit of fire and brimstone kind of like, you know, I mean, Hades, I think for one, as popular as he is, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit in the parks, especially. I mean, like, he's one of the more popular villains. Why shouldn't he have something for him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought we could do a section like that. Cool. Uh, cool. Th- I mean, that's great. An underworld. I mean, you would think that these villains would be chilling in the underworld. 
<laughs> you know, uh, so what uh, what do we got attraction wise? We're in the underworld. What are we doing? I wanted to do like a, almost like a, a, a dark ride escape from the underworld, mm-hmm. uh, okay. you know, almost like a space mountain. But instead of being out of space, it's basically in hell and mm-hmm. just a, just a, just a dark coaster trying to get away from just get to get out of the, the underworld. Almost have that that fiery kind of like sulfury kind of smell yeah. in, in the park. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of like just red kind of like flame lights. All, all around just you know, so you can't really see where you're going whipping you around and stuff that was one of the ideas that i had for that um and i feel like if you're going to do food you know it's it's got to be something to do with with some type of a fiery kind of scent and a fi- you know i i thought barbecue for sure right mm-hmm. um, i thought you know we got to go barbecue right um, yes so that, that was the ideas for, for for the theming for the restaurant the main restaurant and that land was mm-hmm. something barbecue hades Hades barbecue uh, or underground barbecue, uh, okay. underworld barbecue. I apologize, underworld barbecue. Yeah. So let me let me piggyback on your let me piggyback on your idea, Gene. This is something we also do here. We try to help. Yeah, no, let's do it. Um, okay, so if the signature icon is the mountain. Could the underworld be a part of it? There's an attraction in Tokyo Disney Sea, um, which is the journey to the center of the earth. Yeah. Which is essentially you're digging into the earth and going down. So what if you do just that? You're this roller coaster style ride attraction, which is uses the test track technology, goes down and digs and burrows and just into and gets you to the underworld, right? Mm-hmm. And then very similar to that attraction where they, they you know, they're they're discovering, they're discovering, oh oh no, lava monster. We call him Lava Charlie. Lava Charlie appears. We got to bust out. And now it's escape from Lava Charlie. But in, in this sense, Hades is there. And he's like, ah, oh, let's do lunch, babe. And he's going to get you. And then <laughs> With his like firing out. army of lost souls. Oh, right? man. And, and yes. pain and panic, right? Is it pain and panic? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They're all trying to get you. And you're like, let's get out of here. And you boom and you shoot out. Maybe not the top of, but well, they do it in Tokyo. You could shoot out the top of Maleficent's Mountain. You went all the way from the underground up to the top, Oof, coaster style. Anyway, what do you think, guys? I'm I like I, I like that idea, man. I love it. See, guys, this is synergy. We're synergizing. There we go. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Feels nice. I feel it. I like it. Okay, this is a great idea. What else you got on your your plate there? Do you want to you want to move around? It sounds like you have a lot of plates. yeah. I yeah. I, I mean, you know, I didn't know how you guys go about doing it, so I figured I, I wrote up a bunch of different ideas for a bunch of different lands. You know, certain I have and certain dining options that don't really have a specific land. I just thought it would be a kind of a cool place. Like throw it out there, yeah. Like like the mm-hmm. Wonderland idea, which would be very Queen of Hearts themed. I was thinking of doing like almost like um like a rosebush maze, kind of like very very similar to uh reminiscent of of uh, the shining but with the rose bushes um you know as an attraction obviously not a ride that's more of an attraction and Mm -hmm. i thought of a cool dining area and it's not this isn't necessarily to do with alice in wonderland but i feel like it would fit in that section is lady tremaine's tea house and it's a Uh tea and finger foods kind of a place yeah yeah if you guys are familiar with five fifties uh, primetime diner, where they kind of make you clean up and they're, they, you know, they boss you around a little bit, something similar to that, where they're meaner, where the stepsisters like are making you like, you know, mop the floor to get your food and your finger sandwiches and, and your tea yeah, uh, like that, you know? So, so the idea is that you serve lady Tremaine and then she makes you go eat in the like dirty attic, your, your I, finger foods. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I actually like that idea. Yeah. Kind of like the kids that get pushed to the card table at Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. I think there is though, Gene, I have good news for you. Isn't there a, in France, in Disneyland Paris, a Alice in Wonderland hedge maze? I is think there that really? exists already, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah, man. 
Your dreams are coming true already, but en français, I homie. Yeah. I didn't even, you know, my daughter was actually at the Disneyland Paris. I've never been, so I didn't even realize. Yeah. So check it but out. You it can exists. make yours like way scarier. Oh, yeah. Know? It's meant for kids, but yours can be like. Oh, yeah. This, um, isn't, meant, this isn't meant for kids, for sure. Yeah. I want like guillotines with like guillotines with like dried blood on it. <laughs> go down the, you know? Oh, that's. Yeah, cool. off of their heads. Yeah, yeah. That did not make it to Disneyland. You have Paris. to sign a waiver at this one. Ooh, this is a Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights uh, adventure. Right. I love it. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, uh, if you, I know you have more ideas, Gene. Yeah, let's, let's circulating around. Yeah, let's move it around, man. And you can jump in and we can fill in the rest of the lands. Miriam, do you want to show them how we do things over at the We Like Theme Parks podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. So I came up with just one land for this, and it was sort of um, like the animal villains of this land or anything to do with animals, we'll say. So the main attraction here is going to be a, Cru- a Cruella de Vil ride. And I thought it could be in the style of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So you get into like you to get into the it's like in a mansion, I think, just like Mr. Toad's, but it'll be her. What do they call? I think they call it Hell Hall. What do is anyone remember what her? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you go into there and then you get into her coop or whatever. And it's kind of kind of go through the beginning of the like you're going through the streets of London and you'll see Roger and Anita's meet cute by the lake. And then she become you realize she's going to become obsessed with these Dalmatians. You drive past their wedding and then you crash the house when the puppies are born and Roger throws you out. And then you find <laughs> Horace and Jasper and get them yes. to steal the puppies. And then, you know, it'll follow the whole story of the movie. So then the puppies escape and it's Cruella, how she really does in the movie drive like a maniac trying to find these puppies and then you know at the end of mr toad's wild ride he crashes and you end up going to hell yeah yeah (laughs) so it would be similar to that you're gonna crash like she does but then you end up going to jail like she does in the movie and then that's how that ends i like that and then you get the song oh yeah when you crash because you know roger's like composing that when when she shows up at the house and wants to buy all the puppies so you'd have it in that same spot Okay, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. okay. So at the end of the ride, the car stops. And instead of like, you know how the cast member would be wearing like a uniform or whatever? The uniform could be a cop thing. And they mm-hmm. rescue coming out of the car. <laughs> and they actually, and like like the, the post show uh, of the ride is a jail that like a you jail cell. You take a picture in. Yeah. And you take a picture in the slammer with all the, with all the, with the big fur coat. Yeah. Leading you obviously into the, the souvenir shop, of course. Like a mugshot? Like yeah, a mugshot? Yeah. Everyone gets arrested on the way out. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I had a I had the Cruella ride as well. Ooh. Not detailed as that, but definitely the cars would have to be her car. Yeah. Yes. The ride would be a Cruella de Thrill. Ooh. Oh, Daniel. Very and good. Wow. Also kind of had the same concept for a quick service takeoff on Casey's with a hot dog place. I was going more on the Horace and Jasper's dog catcher. And oh, cute. Cool. Dressed as all the employees would kind of be coverall dog catchers. You could have Dalmatian like stuff in, in the hot dog place, but it'd be kind of a cool thing to have offset of the attraction. Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. I like that. Um, yeah, it's great. Because I don't think the 101 Dalmatians gets represented enough. I really don't. Oh, and a Cruella ride would be so cool. It's set up just, I mean, you could either do a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride 
ride system or it could be like a cars situation where it's yeah. a little maybe it's a really high speed chase at the end i think they should do something with that property because it's pretty fun or let's yeah. change autopia into Corolla deville <laughs> <laughs> do you use real dogs in this attraction this is kind of like kilimanjaro safari there's like a like a thousand uh dalmatians in this thing the i think we all think robot dogs. dogs would be better Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> would it be great what if they have one live one that you can pet when you're getting your you're getting that your mug shot yeah you and a dalmatian and you're like blast dalmatians anyway okay. or i'd kind of like to see like i don't know if we're doing like a main street in this you know the fire department maybe the fire department trolley has the dalmatian and they get into a yeah. scuffle every once like in a while it. yeah I like, it. I like that but it's the you evil ride, fire ride but everybody has to adopt a puppy <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> we have a thousand. We have, we have 101 of these things. Wow, right? I want to ride that ride, but I don't know, Mom. <laughs> I don't know if we can do it. <laughs> That's um, great. And I kind of pictured this land being but like where Fantasyland is. So my restaurant idea is part of the castle, but we'll need a little bit of space because what my idea is is sort of like what I feel like Disney is missing is sort of a medieval times style mm-hmm. dinner show. So I yes. would love to see like villains jousting and you're all have like different teams right like okay. you at medieval times and so like american gladiators with uh with yeah villains? exactly so it's like team maleficent team <laughs> ursula and they're doing some kind of choreographed fight in this stadium setup and the food would be like medieval medi- you know like finger foods or whatever they give you at medieval times i can't even remember i think it's like turkey legs and yeah you know. the name of the restaurant that did that with the jousting medieval times yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah 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 which we used to go to every time we went to disney world so i think i'm just kind of yeah. missing that experience um <laughs> and i think it'd be so fun if it was in the parks and disneyfied so i think the perfect place for it is in the villains park Ooh, and very fun. yeah those are my ideas oh and i have one more idea for the castle i think there needs to be a villains dance party every night and i okay. think it should be hosted by the sanderson sisters like our halloween uh, party is currently obviously but i know they only like i think it's hosted by that the halloween time one like they're not out there for very long i want them yeah. the whole show to be yeah. out there emceeing so that's awesome that's yeah i do like idea. that yeah, see, that kind of goes back to the Cruella. It's like, yeah, we see her in the Halloween stuff once in a while in the parades, and that's kind of it. I mean, it's like, yeah. wow, this is such great content. And you got the Dalmatians. I mean, little puppies for kids. It just seems kind of obvious. Like, Yeah. And you know, she's, I, like, funny. She's got, a, yeah. a, you know, like, some wit in there. So mm-hmm. I feel like we need more Hades, more Cruella. Those are mm-hmm. always my favorite interactions with the meet and greets are the villains, yeah. too. So I'd like to see yeah. them out more. That's that's true. I feel like whenever you have a meet and greet with a villain, they're just more animated. They're not like you know, like they, they play around a little bit more. They're fu- definitely funnier than meeting with like yeah. any of the other characters. They they're a little sarcastic. They definitely meet and greets have to be a huge part of a villain's park because I think that's the best. It really is the best meet and greets. Mm-hmm. You know what the best meet and greets are, or when you get a villain that's a human and not a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Who's not yep. in a suit? Because you if you meet Corel Deville, it's gonna you're gonna be. T- able to have a conversation with Corella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe an improviser. She's going to be funny. Yeah. She's going to like tell you you're gorgeous and she wants to steal something from you. Yeah. You know, or Maleficent is another great example. Um, yep. She's really fun when you meet her in the parks, you have a great convo. She's always putting down, you know, other princesses and stuff. It's, it's, it's fun. It's like the seeing the Grinch and Grinches. 
Yeah, they oh, did yeah. Some the Step Sisters are really yeah. fun during yeah. Halloween time. Gaston usually... too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a good time too. That's one thing of... that I brought up a lot on our podcast that bothers me is for those uh, Christmas parties and Halloween parties. It's like I think we got to change that stuff out more with the kid. Like the Seven Dwarfs was such a cool thing to do, but I don't want that every single Christmas party. There's so many oddball characters that this is mm-hmm. a perfect time to showcase. I'm like Scrooge has been there, you know. Like let's yeah. bring out oddballs that we know exist yeah that would kind of up the reason why i need to go again a lot you know for yeah. totally even yes. though i'm a christmas complete psychopath so <laughs> anyway but i just really like that idea of of pulling that stuff in it makes it unique you know yeah like, and you would only have to add a couple characters every year to make that yeah. feel that yeah. way that's a great idea uh that's a great land miriam so you said this was more animal themed this land yeah right? so i have one more i guess it has it's more to do with the villains who have to do with animals so i'm not talking like scar we have corella deville and then the other ride i have in here is dr facilier and it's going to be i think what they're sort of planning for the refurb of or the retheme of splash mountain but this one he i think does an enchantment during the pre-show and turns the audience into frogs you know and then you're like <laughs> going through the bayou to try and not be a frog anymore um, but i think he's going to be a lot He's going to be in the ride a lot more than I think they have planned for him currently. If he yeah. is going to be in the new one, I think you give him a new song. Like in addition to Friends on the, I think Friends on the other side happens during the pre-show when he turns you into a frog. I think you give him another song within the ride, and um, I think it does have to end with a drop like Splashwood. And uh, I think maybe we introduce some more friends from the other side characters throughout the whole thing. We did our segment many moons ago when the news dropped about. Uh, Splash Mountain, and we did a, a segment like this, an armchair imaginary segment on ideas for the the rebrand of the ride. And I think in our version, you go to the other side. So maybe maybe once you get to the other side, this could be this new song, yeah, mm-hmm. like an original song. Now that you're in the other side, as opposed to yeah. talking about those guys over there, now you're in it. That could be fun. And I think uh, this one can be called Shadow Man's Mountain. Ooh, like I like that. that. But- <laughs> Shadow Man's Mountain. Very nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, like I had a little idea with him too, um, but I was thinking like, and it makes complete sense with what you're saying. I was thinking of like, well, if you're doing these other, these other lands, maybe mm-hmm. do something almost like a New Orleans, you know, New Orleans mm-hmm. is a spooky city, man. Yeah. Maybe do yeah. something like a New Orleans themed land where it's that, you know, we already have a resort, so we kind of definitely fit in the area. And it could be kind of spooky. And I wasn't even thinking about a ride with Facility. I actually had the idea of maybe having him do like like a stage show, like a performance, like a magic show, mm. and having you know, really stuff cool. like that. You know, so um, he's another guy. You don't. Really, I, I don't think I've ever seen Doctor Facilier in the park. I don't. Is he even in the parks ever? He's in Disneyland, and especially during Halloween time. And he is. Oh my gosh! Talk about a great character meet and greet. He is hilarious. And during Oogie Boogie's Bash t- in 2019 the only year that we had it so far. Um, (laughs) He was on the treat trail and instead of like, it wasn't like a meet and greet where you take pictures with him. He was just up there sort of doing like crowd work. Like as you're walking through the trail, he's like talking to everyone in line. And he was so funny that we got back in line and went through again just to see him. And he like remembered us and like made jokes about us coming back. And he was just the best. He's really sarcastic and snarky like you want him to be and Mm -hmm. kind of menacing, but in a fun way. (laughs) So great 
great. Uh, he needs to be in the parks way more. I think he yeah, needs for to sure. be every day. I for love sure. it. Yeah, he's great. And I, I love you. Know, it's funny because if you've got the New Orleans thing already in the West Coast, now you yeah. could use some of those parallels on the East Coast, some of the, you know, similar um, architecture and some of the buildings and stuff. So it's really, you know, how Disney loves to reuse their own stuff. Mm. Boom. Right. It just saved them some money. So and these, these Imagineers are listening. They're going, oh, that's. <laughs> That was a prudent idea. I think I like that. that uh, that's great. Well, those are, these are great ideas, Miriam. I love it. Well, these guys, these are beautiful ideas. Dan, do you want to like keep rolling with your jam here? We got into some of your ideas. I will. I want to throw out one like little side bit here that piggybacks on that old character thing. One thing I'd like in the villains park that honestly I would like in Magic Kingdom right now is I'd like random odd villain like sidekick type of people to just make appearances throughout the park. Not a big, big um, photo op necessarily, but like Horace and Jasper, like running through the crowd with like their nets and just like being in character and asking, did you see the puppies, the puppies? And then like almost getting mad at people sometimes, like, cause they're not telling them and then just leave. <laughs> yeah. They're there. So almost like street atmosphere. Right. Like they're just coming in to immerse you in it and then they're gone. Yeah. And yeah. you just never know like that kind of stuff when you're going to come up like a bunch more. I just jotted down. We're like the beagle boys, you know, yes. and <laughs> a little mask. It'd be so yeah. good. Hold on, can Horace yeah, and Jasper have a little net and they throw them over small kids and like we got uh, we got another yeah. oh, a kid. Sorry. <laughs> so I thought you were a pup. My bad. Sorry, Wait. sir. Sorry. <laughs> Anybody in polka dots, they just Anybody like throw the net over. <laughs> yeah, just really easy interaction. You know, yeah. and it can be so random yeah. and repeated almost. Cause once it happens, if you go down farther, you know, those people haven't had it yet. So you can just kind of keep using the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But just like all those kind of characters, like Big Bad Wolf, I just said, I don't know if you heard, but like, oh, yeah. Those characters that just really probably don't have a place to be in necessarily an attraction or anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, you saw like Honest John from Pinocchio was yeah. out wilder during the celebration period. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? You know, it's just Very cool. I love the random kind he of was, So this is really funny. My best friend Kier and I were bounding Pinocchio characters and Honest John was out and he my friend was dressed as Pinocchio and he literally came up to her. He was it was the end of his meet and greet and grabbed her by the arm <laughs> and took off like so fast that I was running trying to keep type of antics. Yeah. They do as well. I love that. So funny. Yeah. And I feel like they're doing that a lot in Galaxy's Edge. So they're getting some practice of the like organic, just walking through the crowd without a specific meet and greet. And those interactions are things you bring home with you that are so much. Like you have a one-on-one interaction with somebody like that. That's that's organic. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, I'm going to take my picture with you. Maybe you said something to me, but it's just like, I remember, I'll never forget this. I know we're riding off topic here, but. I remember meeting Goofy while I was checking into the Disneyland hotel and I'll never forget that. I was checking in literally writing paperwork and then right behind me, I just, I just had an arm around me and I'm looking, it's Goofy. And then he started, and then he started writing on my stuff. (laughs) Like you you wrote his signature on like the the paperwork I was signing in for the hotel. And I was like, I'll never forget. I'll never forget this moment. It's personal. Although he's not saying anything, uh, it was really magical 
But if you can imagine having an interaction where someone talks with you, like Horace and Jasper throw a net over you and capture you, I mean, come on. I mean, that's beautiful stuff. Yeah, it also shows the power of like your case where you don't have the same thing and you can still make such an impact that you talk mm-hmm. about it like to this day. I have one of those that I'm going to wait to just tell you my restaurant thing here because in. Yes, come on, Dan. I kind of looked at a lot of this as kind of like, redoing magic kingdom in a way with like mm-hmm. gene said but one i was kind of pulling in an aspect of disneyland and i was going to have sinister seas land Ooh. so we kind of got our water area and i want to bring back something that i regret that i never was able to experience is the old pirate ship oh yeah yes. in a way that pulls in all the technology of today so i want this to be like hooks walk the plank type of thing but i was mm-hmm. envisioning a lot of the attraction is you actually going into the bottom of this pirate ship and like gene said we're thinking more kind of a darker park here so it's not yeah. like yeah probably music it's it's gonna be you know kind of like but dan is there a, is there a fish restaurant in the bottom of your boat <laughs> well there's going to be a walk-up service or a restaurant yeah. Outside, well, let me just tell you about the ride. Yeah, the okay. The thing that I envision is kind of a Splash Mountain overlay type of idea where you're going through this, you're, you're dealing with the pirates, totally that in-character thing. You're just, you're kind of getting freaked out as you're going through this. I don't know what the vehicle is exactly, but in the end, I like the idea of that drop in Splash Mountain. But mm-hmm. I also envision the TikTok sound effect happening uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you go down you're going inside an open tiktok mouth and then that's kind of so you're in the problem. dinghy then you're in the dinghy like hooks dinghy from the boat yeah this oh, little, little, like, yeah. little dinghy it's like little din- mm-hmm. like emergency boat that's cool but um but i also liked the idea of having it be an odd thing though almost like you were tied up because you would go through this like almost like a prisoner and then when you got up to it before the drop that would be the walk the plank and you'd be kind of so to say pushed over the edge that's where my oh, cool. walk the plank thing comes interesting from. Very cool. Yeah. My restaurant is Gets Me. And when <laughs> you order, you would have to say, and this is something I started doing, I think, last trip we were on. I dressed in the SME shirt, and I had a Got SME red hat. <laughs> you would have to order everything with Gets Me, some che- a cheeseburger and fries. Get <laughs> Unless you said that. And you could have the workers dressed in the same SME outfit. But I was kind of thinking more of the fish and chips angle. But I like the fun playfulness of yeah. 50s diner, like me and Gene talked about, you know, that that type yeah. of scenario. Dan, I only mentioned that because I think that's what originally was in that boat. Like really? Do it. Yeah, it was just a fish and chip shack inside so cool the boat. To see that. Or like a, a, a way. Oh, I mean, Miriam, maybe help me. I think they had like a tuna sponsorship. Yes. You get like yeah. a tuna sandwich or something like that. Like this yeah, is old it chicken of the sea or chicken of the seas. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it was, that's all that was on that boat, man. It was a restaurant. Right. Like, like, right. And it wasn't great. It was like a walk up. Like, and I know I mean, I see the construction <laughs> and the, the way it was done, but I do like this big icon boat. I think there's yes. something cool. And you wouldn't necessarily have to be really going into it. It could be kind of a haunted, spoiler alert, haunted mansion type of scenario. But oh, right. Yeah. Like you're going in. But I would like the visual. I think it was a really cool looking piece that I just, it's the old school or me missing that. But yeah. I'm so I, I even think you do it. I'm going to throw this out there. What if it's indoors? 
what if it's like a port, but it's, so it's always dark and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of these things, I mean, it's when you think of going to Disneyland, you think going during the day and at the villains park, maybe a lot of these things are in show uh, buildings because we can maintain the atmosphere yeah. of the night and mm-hmm. having that, like that mist rolling through the, and the, this huge yeah. boat at nighttime and just some of the, the surrender the sounds uh, of like being in that like sketchy pirate port. You yeah. Know? I kind of look at it as the Disneyland, like when you're walking up to, you know, either 20,000s or, or Nemo, the visual of like you're saying a very dark kind of almost Pirates of the Caribbean visual, but like misty and dark. And when you go in there, you're almost claustrophobic feeling yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a good place, you know, That's so cool. I like that. And it really did. You know what? An atmosphere like that really just, uh, you take hook and you're giving him a whole other layer of like sinister, bad evilness which i think i think it has to be everywhere in the park but still not be scary enough that kids are going to want to go you know Mm -hmm. uh i get a just just the right balance of uncomfortableness but then you're gonna there's hook and he's hook and he's funny and tiktok's biting his bum and blah 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 you know another one that i feel just is too huge to not have more than the random run-ins that you can have the back of the castle or what you know he's just yeah Pops up in weird spots. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. In Disneyland, oh, he's like God. always by the Dumbo ride for some reason. Like, this is an odd place. Spot. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. You're walking around the corner, you're like, oh, wait, what's going on here? And <laughs> yeah, you get off Dumbo and you're like, oh, hook. That's not the right thing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know he's not like headed to a ride or anything. There's no <laughs> ride to head to, you know? Yeah. But so. I think you could also double down on that area. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's other like naval sea worthy. Oh my gosh. What if you, okay. I have what you could, yeah? you could do a finding Nemo thing, but Darla is chasing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Or some Shake kind your of bag. bag. <laughs> well, maybe it's like yeah, a tower there, of terror like... and you're in the bag and it's being yes. taken, right? <laughs> what about a 20,000 leagues under the sea? Almost in the same way they did star tours. We are in the sub and you get attacked by the giant squid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, re- and again, they have the new 20,000 leagues ride in Tokyo. See, that's the vision. That's where I yeah. kind of felt the feeling of this because that is amazing. Oh, it's, that ride is awesome. It's great. My friend that I talk about a lot on the podcast, they their favorite park is Tokyo. That's really where they go. Guys, Disney Sea is the best park in the world. It's not even a conversation. You got to go. I hear that so much, man. Everybody yeah. says that. They just have the money. They have the money. Yeah. The rides are just the great, the greatest versions of the rides. They're Disney ideas with exponentially more money. So they're just the best. I'm, I'm not familiar with the 20,000 Leagues yeah. ride there. What is the 20,000 Leagues ride out like there? I don't want to get totally sidetracked here, but yeah. in, uh, it, uh, at Tokyo Disney Sea, they have, what's it called, Miriam? Like the Mysterious Mountain or the, I think it's the my, uh, I, Mysterious Island. Uh, anyway, but there's a giant I volcano. And in the volcano, there's two attractions. There's a journey to the center of the earth, which is actually, you have to go inside the volcano to go on this ride. And the idea is that it's kind of digging down into the volcano. And then also the, there's a seaport in there. And it's all themed like uh, get to 20,000 leagues. We've got the Nautilus out there, this little seaport. Then you go on these, you don't go on the Nautilus. You go on something called, I think it's called the Atlas or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember this little, and they're like mini subs. And you think you're going underwater, but really you're, it's very Peter Pan. You're being hung and there's a window pane and the water bubbles through your window pane. So you're actually not underwater. 
Uh, it's a, it's a trick and it works. You feel like you're underwater and everybody has their own headlamp and you can, you're scanning around this area and you'll, you'll find some kind of like wildlife or later it's alien life. I'm spoiler. There's aliens in it and they actually react to your light. So if you shine a light on them, they'll hide away wow. or they'll do something like well, it's that great. It's cool at all. No, not at all right? <laughs> I don't, I don't know why they, they, they don't, I mean, they took the 20,000 leagues out of, Magic Kingdom years ago. I I think they could do so much with that. I think they should. Re- to be honest, I'll think. And I know this is off topic. I think they need to do a reboot of that movie and just bring it to a whole new generation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I think. Yeah. I think that. I mean, but you don't even need a necessarily need a ride. What if you just had a bridge that you walked over, and every now and then the the tentacles yeah. of the giant squid come out and attack you. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, or get the That'd whole big cool. ride, which is amazing <laughs> from Tokyo. <laughs> I do um, like those subtle things like that, though. I yeah. Think, yeah. I also. Uh, I think you could throw in like the creepy mermaids from the pirates movies into that oh if goodness. you did it like yeah. a the bridge thing, you know. You gotta have Davy Jones has gotta be here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, with his fishy crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know? and maybe they're maybe they're out in the water and they're trying to like because they can't go on land. They're trying to like get you to bait you to come on. Maybe there's an attraction where you have to, maybe there's a water attraction, another boat ride. Which I is figured kind maybe of, you could pull in a dark Ursula type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, you Ursula, have the fun yes. Little Mermaid, but going that direction with it would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Dan, this is an awesome land. There's so much you can do there. Yes, I love it. And I think twenty twenty two. I'm kind of picturing it like uh, Rivers of America. You know, like it's like a body of water out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you could do a night show out there too. That's all pirates and ursula and water villain themed that would be really cool too right like because we do our phantasmic show on the rivers of america at disneyland and it's really cool so i think you could do that there too at night but with just all villains yeah when we first talked about the concept i was like what if it was villain island and when you came to get to this park there was like this weird creepy like moat around the whole thing and you had to cross somehow when you go into the park that'd be cool too no it's a great it's like the ferry (laughs) ride in it's like taking the ferry in yeah but now you got to pay the ferry man and it's yeah I love it. I love it. That's great. Is that the is that the whole land, Dan? Is any that's is that one, land? yeah. It's that's a mm, chef's kiss, as Mark would say. That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, can I can I get over to my idea now? Yeah, How about let's this? Get into let's it. hear it. Okay. I've been hearing people in this whole conversation talk about this villain doesn't get enough love, and this villain doesn't get enough love. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to a very <laughs> special land at the Disney Underground Podcast brand new park. The Disney Villains Park. This might seem long-winded. Welcome to what I do on the podcast. Jump in anytime is what I say. You can't, right. you can't see this, but we're looking at Chris pulling some up. You see his face getting whiter because of the screen. I'm thinking, does he have a 3D rendering of this? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, it wouldn't be too far off. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I can do that much work. Come on, guys. Uh, but okay, here we go. This is called the B-List Badlands. <laughs> and this is a land that is full of underappreciated and less heralded villains. And I think this will play good for kids because it's less about the spooky and more about the patheticness of some of these <laughs> unheralded villains. But anyway, the idea is you enter and there's like maybe some kind of archway and you're entering like this abandoned ruined museum. Um, and inside it's kind of like a patchwork hall of fame, but like in decay. Mm-hmm. And it features all these crumbling statues and relics from villains who have been lost and forgotten. 
near, let's say nearly forgotten shrines of like moderately scary guys, uh, maybe some like exhibits of like henchmen. They're just scattered about. It's all very dusty and gross, very derelict. And this chamber you reach at the end of this chamber is there's a big marquee and it's kind of dilapidated and and little, little sketchy. And it's called the villains you've forgotten a tribute. And inside, this is going to be the first attraction in this land. And this is a Hall of President style animatronic show. And it's hosted by Edgar Balthazar. So it's very British and proper. And basically, it's you're going to be introduced to some of the great villains who you may not remember. And you're going to witness some of the terrible things they did, but to animatronics. And uh, so we have great moments in villainy. Governor Radcliffe digging up and destroying precious land of the Native Americans. Radigan kidnapping the Queen of England. Prince John <laughs> taxing his kingdom into squalor. Sid, like, deep frying toys. You know, all done, like, with such reverence and prestige. And it's all going to culminate into a reveal of all the presidents. So it's the hall of lost villains. And Pete will give the marquee speech because he's the original villain. And he'll give a speech about villainy and what it means to be a villain and never forget us. And it all culminates in a, a song of the villain singing, I gotta be me. And we'll weird Al Yankovic. Ooh, the lyrics. Ooh. Yeah, wow, I mean, this is getting serious now. Yeah. yeah, it's a little homework, guys. So that's the <laughs> idea. This is the idea. So that's the first attraction. Now, out in the hall, before you enter the marquee, there's two ways you can go. There's two areas. There is the barren wasteland or the Hoodlum Heights. So Hoodlum Heights is going to be like your dining uh, merchandise kind of area. It's going to be kind of dank and dark. But this is where we can have some of those interactions you guys were talking about. Like there's nefarious characters afoot, walking the streets, lurking the shadow, perfect for interactions. Um, and you're going to find all the little shops and food spots. The signature spot in this area is going to be a dining, a dinner theater kind of experience, like a dining show called Le Cabaret de Voyeuse, which means Rogue's Cabaret. And it's going to essentially be dinner theater style, very Chuck E. Cheese, animated on this small stage. Uh, the host is going to be Yzma. This is Yzma's joint. And you're going to have Jessica Rabbit come out and sing something sultry. You're going to have uh, Madame Medusa sing Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Even your, it's not all just like kind of ladies too. It's like Briar, uh, Bear and Briar Fox being like, we lost our ride. Sing a song about that. You know, all fun stuff. Meanwhile, you're eating finger foods and treats made by Kronk. So Kronk's kind of like culinary bits are uh, introduced here at La Cabaret. Um, also in this town. And again, guys, jump in anytime. I like this. This is stupid. Here's another idea. Jump in. Because um, I'll keep going. Um, well, wait, well, can I, can I, could we get an Yzma dark ride with the lever, the wrong lever ride? <laughs> I mean, that's, I could, it could be in the cabaret, man. Maybe maybe there's a, an act that she doesn't like. Wrong lever. <laughs> I'm talking about even like in a coaster where it like, you know, like, you know, it's like the floor drops out, you fly down, and all of a sudden it just takes off on this whole thing, like out, out in the, uh, in the, the Ember's movie, New Groove. Yes. That would what be if, really fun. What if it was a dark ride inside, That's what I'm thinking. inside of Cusco's palace that leads to her whatever her, like her dungeon, dungeon. Yeah. laboratory? Mm-hmm. And then that's it's it's one of those, you know, coaster drops. 
Yeah. You know, talk mm-hmm. about they do like at um at Harry Potter at Hagrid's. Same thing. Pull this lever, wrong lever, and it's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. It's not in my cabaret, but you know, it can be <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. It's okay. It can be in the park though. Gene, we're flexible. <laughs> There's an internet shoulder. Pull this out, and this is where he does it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a um, along the streets of uh, Hoodlum Heights is going to be uh, an internet cafe, and inside the internet cafe, you can do an like an animated interview, essentially like um, Turtle Talk with Crush. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be with the MCP from Tron and King Candy. These are like your electrical enemies, your internet enemies. The MCP. <laughs> Yeah, master control program. Come you know? on. Yeah, come on. These are this is remember my land. These are the, the syndrome would be way cooler. Yeah, but syndrome <laughs> isn't a computer. This is just or what's are, the the one in the last Incredibles? She's screen slaver. Yeah, screen slaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's not digital. These are digital bad guys. They only <laughs> live in the computer. So it's King Candy and it's MCP. And you have chats and they tell you how to be bad, right? And, and like the MCP is very like blah, blah, blah. And then King Candy is like, what do you think if we do this? Good. You know how to be bad at home? You eat all the candy. Like So everyone will like King Candy and nobody will like the MCP. MCP is like, a no. straight man and candy and King Candy gets all the laughs. It's <laughs> comedy 101, Miriam. All right. All right. So this like is kind of like. You have to have such strict qualifications to get these positions in the <laughs> internet cafe. <laughs> Hey well, you are almost there, but no, you're, you are not digital. <laughs> well, you friend. just use digital technology. You aren't digital. You're out. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. But thanks for, we'll keep your application on <laughs> Let you know. Yeah. So let's get into some of the food. And guys, I well, this Gene, might be are you ready for this? So I'm ready for the food. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite category. Go ahead. So the, uh, we have a beautiful, like it's counter service. But it's a soup and stew uh, kind of counter service experience. And it's called the Black Cauldron. So there's this giant bubbling Black Cauldron that pulls out all these unique and weird chowders and stews and soups uh, where you can have the Horn King's favorite hearty recipes for the undead. I think when King Candy isn't busy doing his shtick with the MCP, he has his candy shop. Come on in and have some candy. It'll be great. (laughs) Uh, obviously there you can buy things like a poison candy apple, maybe a signature beverage could be uh judge dooms sip a dip. It's like a green oh. vat of bubbling, like gross toxic waste. Um, I thought there might be a nice little like fish area where maybe this would be much better actually in your land, Dan. It's like a ceviche. It's very classy, but it's in a box and it's called Davy Jones's locker. It's like a little locker. Look like oh, cute. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. And of course, if it's if you're brunching, you're going to have Captain Barbosa's mimosa, obviously. <laughs> All these things are available in Hoodlum Heights. So now let's head over to the other subland in the land, which is the Barren Wasteland. And this is where you're going to find more of the attractions. So there are actually three attractions over here. First, there's just like I think someone mentioned it earlier, uh, there is going to be the Elephant Graveyard. Uh, from the Lion King. And this is a kid's, obviously a kid's play zone. Mm-hmm. And here you can meet Shenzi, Benzi, and Ed for something called a meet, greet, and maybe eat. And the idea is you take a picture with them and maybe they try to eat you at the end of your picture. <laughs> um, it's a hilarious uh, debauchery that you'll get on camera for whatever, $10, if, unless you have uh, you know, magic pass. 
<laughs> then you're going to find an old busted up shack at the top of a hill. And there you're going to find, uh, this is kind of supposed to be like a haunted mansion, but not so much in, in facade only. And inside you're going to meet Pete and Pete claims to be the greatest villain of them all. And to prove it to you today, he has stolen a time machine from Pro- Professor Ludwig von Drake. And he invites you to come along on this ride which is essentially going to take you through moments of dastardly history of Pete in all of Disney kind of cinema. So, I mean, Pete has been an adversary for decades and decades. So think great movie ride, but instead of movies, it's all Pete and all this through every era, different (laughs) era Pete being a bad guy uh, to the great movie ride. So I thought that would be something pretty fun. Five generations of main of Pete's villainy. And because I, st- I think Pete is kind of underestimated. I think like Pete, people don't appreciate what he brings to the table. He's been around for so long. He's the OG. He's the, yeah, he's the Mac. Like, he's yeah. the greatest. So, since it's great movie ride, should it be now more like uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? Like, like, like you be mean, a little bit more active than. Yeah. I Sure. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, but I, the idea is he's in a time machine too. So you're yeah, like zipping, so you're bursting like, in and out of these scenes. Yeah, kind of like, and that's how Runaway Railway kind of looks like you're so kind using, of quickly so using, going through it. Yeah, so you're using the trackless technology mm-hmm. instead of that old movie ride. But it starts that way where you're on the train and then the pieces yeah. break apart. I feel yeah. like pulling Pete at weird times with Disney. And I think you got to give a little more than that because there's so many people that kind of don't get it mm-hmm. but he's a great great character that yeah I, I love that idea of making him kind of the godfather of the villains yeah. <laughs> right yeah he's like the president of the villains even though he's kind of a not the smartest you know night yeah, guy, yeah. guy out yeah. there obviously so. just a figurehead yeah yeah <laughs> but also when you think about kids like pete is the most like oh, you know it's like he's very kid friendly still Mm-hmm. Like Jafar would be terrifying, you know, Cruella is terrifying, but a kid can go like, P- oh, it's Pete. So anyway, but the marquee attraction in this whole land, and I'm promising you right now, nobody's going to like this but me, but whatever. If you've made it this far <laughs> into the podcast, you've made it. Welcome. Here you go. You're going to find a play, a spot called, it's kind of like a canyon area. So it's all like barren wasteland, right? That's, it's a lot of expanse. It's going to be inside, but still kind of late, like dusk at all. It's always dusk. And there's an area called, in an attraction called the Cattle Drive Canyon Adventure. And what happens is, is you walk into a rock face, like a cluster of rocks, and kind of the queue is like kind of like a bit of a rock maze. And once you get to the end, you're in the show building, and it's just dusk. And all there is is these cows, and they're all asleep, all these sleeping cows. Okay, stay with me. And... You're, you're, you jump on these cows and the idea is you get on these cows and soon the Willie brothers from home on the range. Yes. This is a home on the range attraction. The <laughs> Willie brothers show up. I don't even think I've ever, I think that might be like the one Disney movie I've never seen. Well, <laughs> he, one of my favorite villains is in this movie, uh, a, a villain that should not be forgotten. And so the Willie brothers arrive and the Willie brothers are like, Hey everybody, we're, tonight we're going to get a big steal. We're going to get these cows. Yeah, right. If you know the film, the Willie brothers, they, they steal cattle. Um, but so tonight you've been enlisted into the crew to help steal. Uh, and what they want to do is their big, the big boss is obviously Alameda Slim and Alameda Slim has this magic power. He can drive cattle by yodeling. 
But before he gets there, the Willie brothers decide, why don't we take this, these cows for ourselves since we got all this help? So they try to steal the cows. And as they're starting trying to steal the cows, one of the Willie Guns uh, brothers fires off a gun. And that scares and wakes up all the cows. Now, these cows, you're, you're literally sitting on a cow. And it's like, think... Um, What's the the ride at Animal Kingdom? Uh, Flight, uh, Flight of Passage. Passage. It, you can feel the breathing of this cow. This cow is snoring between your legs. Okay. But then all of a sudden that gun goes off. The cows are scared. They wake up and they start stampeding and you're on this cow. And now the environment is moving with you. So you're. it looks like you're, you're firing down this canyon at high speed. So definitely um, like very Star Tours-ish, but you're riding a cow. Okay. And it's all around you. The environment is changing. Uh, and then finally you hear yodeling up in the distance and it's obviously an you know, animatronic. Alameda Slim is here and Alameda Slim starts to yodel as he does. And, you know, he arrives like, we all trying to steal my cattle, whatever. The Willie boys are like, no, Slim, we would never do that. Slim, these are our new friends. They're helping us out. And then Slim's basically like, you're trying to drive my cattle. I'm going to drive you. And so what he does is he sings his famous yodel song. <laughs> and all the cows start to march and dance like they do in the movie with you on their back. So now you're on dancing cows. And they're all moving into these huge formations and cha-chaing, very similar to like that moment in Runaway Railway where Daisy takes over and now you're doing like a merengue together. But picture that with like a hundred cows. All right. And then at the end, at the end, Alameda Slim is like, ah, hey, you know, you guys are some good dancers. You're all right. Uh, get get off my cattle and I'll and get out of here alive, you know. And uh, so you get to dip out and that's it. And uh, Al, you've got to ride like a, a stampeding cow and a dancing cow in this, whatever this new technology is where you're, you're riding it, but the environment changes. I think you're using that kind of technology, the projection technology from Mickey and Minnie's, but individual uh, trackless systems, very similar to like, uh, what is it? Uh, Cars Land, the um, Luigi's rollicking, um, whatever it is, you know, the little cars that go, but you're Roadsters. in cows. Thank you. That's it. And that's my brand new inventive ride <laughs> to a, 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 to a villain that nobody cares about, but me. <laughs> there it is. I didn't even know that dude existed. Yeah. If I know the movie, movie I, know, the, <laughs> I think I even have it. I've just never seen it. I love Look, that you said the big marquee attraction. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> not that it's not involved. Everybody wants to ride. It's, it's, that's the one. It's the most random that's Disney the movie store, ever. People. I'm telling you guys, that's what this land is all about. Look, all the other lands are going to have the Ursula ride and the Jafar ride and the Captain Hook ride. This is the the area that has the guys that you probably don't know. This is the area you want every guest to go. And the cows you didn't know. Here it is, people. But yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I feel like that would be Dan's place, though, because Dan loves those obscure characters you don't see often. I that's, do. That's one of his biggest gripes is not seeing some of these characters. Right. I will say. But these are so obscure that every guest is going to walk through and be like, what is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's really fun, but I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> what, what's happening? Uh, they're obscure for obscure. <laughs> I will say that. On a side note from this whole idea about the villain kind of history is one thing me and Stephanie always bring up is I wish there was, I know we have Disney museums, but I wish there was a place that really focused on history of the rides. 
very similar to what you're talking about the villains, but I'm talking about reality. I really wish that was a place that way, even if the ride does get pulled out, there's some, the history isn't gone. Get Disney Hall of Fame go there and, and really envision it with actual props from the show. The hit, you know, kind of like where they do the Walt um, Museum in, uh, well, not really a museum, but kind of a tribute to them in Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. a bigger scale of all the attractions. Yeah. Cool. I like that thing. What if it's a trackless system that each showroom is a retired attraction? Like, like Carousel of Progress? Uh, on the trackless system? Oh, I was just thinking a, a circular thing. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, you can't take care Like Carousel, <laughs> but I think it would be more akin to like dark, other old dark rides that don't exist anymore, like yeah. Adventures in Inner Space and Dream yeah. Flight and. And you could still do Carousel Progress, like a show scene, like but something where you can weave and bob through all yeah. these. And maybe there's even a goof where it goes really fast and it's rocket rods and it sputters because it's terrible. You know, like <laughs> they could maybe be a little make fun of themselves a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because you know the good thing the internet exists so we can actually find these things now. But uh, I think it would yeah. be cool to actually touch and experience to even to some degree. Uh, what was that's a really cool idea dan i like it mm-hmm. Thanks. yeah and i would throw a new location somewhere for people to to go it wouldn't have it would definitely not be in orlando and not be in anaheim you know like put it somewhere else like we went to the marceline museum in missouri mm-hmm. which was so cool and special but put it somewhere weird just get it out there for another destination that's a really cool vacation you know mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah we put it in yeah. the middle like maybe texas was you're still gonna have your warm weather yeah, well, we could yeah. throw a home on the range. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fits right in there. I bet they're huge fans there. I'm just saying, somebody <laughs> had to make a home on the range attraction because nobody else was going to do it. I'm, I just, <laughs> I'm not even sure they needed to make the movie in the first place. <laughs> I just, I guess, I thought there'd be more thought put into this. Um, <laughs> I, I guess we know why this isn't our segment Gene. <laughs> I am yeah like he's probably i'm sure he's got like charts and all sorts of you know he's like, let me pull up my notes i'm like i got some scrap paper man like i don't know yeah, I, mean, <laughs> hey, I was man. waiting for him to have the the, 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 the notes i got the same thing the tony stark you know right uh, yeah. I'm like I got a barbecue joint in Hades, his underworld. But <laughs> you know what? That's the, a great I, idea. I, I tell you what. I, you know what else they should do is the and, and this isn't even like a funny thing. It's just I think if you were going to do this, you have to do it because you need mm-hmm. some signature dining. Mm-hmm. Is the same way you have Cinderella's royal table at the castle. Mm-hmm. You have in a dungeon, almost very like um, middle ages look to it, like just can you know candle lit, dark, dank, and then you have all the. Like, that the main cast of you know again the ones that you see all the time but still that main cast of of characters mm-hmm. like Jafar and Lady Tremaine and mm-hmm. and uh, Queen Grimhild and 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 whatnot and and do something similar almost like the exact opposite of the Cinderella Royals table yeah like yeah. like the, the riffraff so- table <laughs> oh, yeah, like almost yeah. like the society of villains like it's yeah like yeah. a club their clubhouse where they all go and swap nefarious plots and. And eat like evil stuff, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And you could have, and there's there are some evil people that cook. You could have Chef Skinner from yeah. Ratatouille could be cooking. Kronk could be cooking. Well, you yeah, know, uh, yeah, yeah. Skinner definitely would need his own spot, man. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And it's yeah, fine dining too. Yeah, and that would be that's a that's signature. That's a two pointer. That's, <laughs> you know? that's a two pointer. That's a two pointer on the on the dining on the Disney dining. That's right. <laughs> you know what else would be cool too is what if like almost like a like kind of what you were saying with the cows, where it's almost like this virtual experience. But how about on a carpet 
and you're escaping trying to get out of the Cave of Wonders. Cool. Like, you remember cool. that one scene where there, where he's flying and he's through the town and it's almost like you almost that one scene in the ladder where he's actually like going through Agrabah on the carpet and you almost feel mm-hmm. like the way they shoot it, it's almost like it's almost like you're seeing it in first person. Something like that, but through a cave of wonders where it's all that that virtual kind of like a flights of passage or like your uh, home on the range cow ride. Well, I I think if I think you so. have I think if you have that experience, like there's gonna be a ride that is the, the flying on the magic carpet ride. I think you're gonna get all those um emotions. There's gonna be the beautiful flying through the clouds romance. And ride. then oh no, then, then escape <laughs> escape the game <laughs> of wonders. I think you run the gamut of yeah. like, things you could do. I think that's just a great ride idea on its own. Like mm-hmm. um because I think you could explore all the adventures that and not just the ones you saw in the movies, but like the I think the rides that people really like are when you're not just retelling the stories from the film. You know the story from the film. Yep. You're creating a new adventure, but still are able to connect with moments from the film in this new adventure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that's a great, that's the new park. That's the, that's going to be Disney. What is it? Disney XL. What was the weird name for the other parks they were coming up with? Hi- Disney Hyperion. Hyperion. Park. <laughs> love that word. Yeah. Where, where was that one going to be? Well, there was some rumors about MGM changing their name, and maybe this could be an idea for like the fifth park. And they came up with this list of names. They asked, I think it was a survey, wasn't it, Miriam? Uh, I can't remember. There was a survey with all these names for a new Disney park, and anyway, Disney XL and Disney Hyperion and all these <laughs> weird. It was supposed to be a colonial or something like that, a colonial Disney, right? Like oh, that's yeah. that's that was Disney America. That was Disney America, and that was supposed to happen in then- Missouri. I think it was in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, it was Virginia, no Missouri. Oh no, you're right. No, sorry, you're right. It is Virginia. That's right. You're they scrapped it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the problem is, is you can't do the whole thing all year round, right? It's cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I've been to Paris, the Disneyland Paris, in the winter. It's not as enjoyable going <laughs> in a coat and a duke. And a little bit of snow on the ground, and <laughs> it's just not the same, man. <laughs> like yeah, people still do it because their winter is very short. But uh, I would imagine it's harder to do in like a place like uh, Virginia. But any- anyway, uh, it was still a cool idea, and I think they borrowed ideas from the original concepts that did make its way into other parks. Yeah. Anyway, I can't name them off the top of my head, but it's that's what the internet's for, friends. Check it out. <laughs> just google it just google, google it. it google it the uh you know what they also gotta do with this park too though this villains park is yeah you gotta you gotta give me some 18 and overnights man mm-hmm. I, I need i need a little and we talked about that me and dan have talked about yeah. that before even yeah. with the regular halloween party where maybe on you know at magic kingdom the not so scary maybe have a it is so scary kind of thing every once in a while maybe like once a week at night where it's just 18 and over to get in and it's it, it, they can up it a little bit. I'm not saying go as like tacky as or as crazy as like um, the Six Flags Horror Nights or the Universal Horror Nights, but give me a little bit more grown up fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think this is the park where you can get away with that. Exactly. You know, maybe yeah. this isn't the park, but maybe. Well, here's a pitch for you. And then we've done a segment on the on our show. We tried to build Halloween Horror Night styles haunted house with for Disney. Like Disney fied Halloween Horror Night experiences where we turned like the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse to Chippendale's House of Horrors. You know what I mean? So, but this, I feel like this is the park you can do this at. <laughs> 
uh, and do like a do a proper Halloween Horror Nights event, like build all the haunted houses. And this is and at six o'clock the park closes and it opens up and it's an eighteen and over jam. Yeah, maybe oh. a, a little mm-hmm. Coachman's Pleasure Island too. Put all like maybe get, maybe like a, a like a strip, some bars, some like grown up stuff. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. They tease us a little bit with like the haunted mansion characters, Sleepy Hollow, but overall that is really kind of a kitty merchandise and all that stuff which is great but it's like what it could be for a couple nights for sure could be so cool yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah and Absolutely. merchandise let's come on let's get a little more gruesome cool on a mansion and you, you know what you mm-hmm. can do is when you close the park for the night to get rid of all the kids and all the families as you have the villains kind of usher them out Whoa. chasing them out mm-hmm. yeah. give me a little give me a little headless horseman throwing pumpkins at people <laughs> you know, it's time to go it's time to go and then the 18 year olds and up can come in and enjoy some adult beverages and just some craziness yeah like when you think about that event when you think about both of the halloween events the disney one is definitely for kids and it's definitely a family-friendly affair universal studios and not so much you could right. really cut into that universal studios pie and definitely. get that mm-hmm. audience that's an older audience that wants that experience. And Disney can probably do it better, knowing Disney. Like yeah. if they really yeah. put they really put sunk some money into it. Like Universal's got it down packed because they've been doing it for so long. And look, it's taken a while. Like there was a couple of like janky uh haunted houses, but Disney can do a crazy job. And I, in fact, if you if you dig deep into kind of the Disney history book, they did haunted houses in Tokyo, Hong Kong that were these crazy haunted houses. There was one that was like, what was it? There was a Mad Hatter and the March Hare and the Mad Hatter cuts somebody's head off at the end. Like really grisly stuff, man, in Hong Kong. It's gone now. But they've done stuff like this before that just dig again. It's on the YouTube. Google it up. Uh, It's pretty incredible stuff. And great storytelling, like way better storytelling than Universal. Mm -hmm. But really, like, take those IPs you know and really make them dark just for this one nighttime experience. That's for 18 and above. You got to keep it far away from the kids. I think there's a good business to be had there and have both of those attractions running, you know? Yeah. And if you want to go into like even the series, I mean, we're having fun with it, but even if you want to take it to the serious part of it, the amount of money it would generate would be phenomenal. And not only that, the amount of crowd ease it would cause in the other parks, thinning them out a little bit, because now you have a whole new attraction, not attraction, a whole new, a whole new gate to go to. So instead mm-hmm. of push, cramming everybody into to four parks plus the shopping area, now no. you got a fifth park where you're going to get twenty percent of whatever you know people into that one, or maybe even more if it's new. So obviously it, it would it would definitely balance out even better. I mean, these parks they get crowded, man. You go, you try to, you know, you don't have a fast pass, which they don't have right now. You're waiting, you know, an hour and a half for a ride that might have, you know, a few months ago might have been, you know, forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not just that, but think of the time like these parks. I know right now is a unique time, but they're closing earlier and earlier. Yeah. So if you had a park that was open to one o'clock in the morning, maybe it doesn't open till noon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you're going for that nighttime vibe. So it starts later in the day mm-hmm. and that's your, your audience. You're going to get some of that overflow. People would pay for a hopper if they could be like, I can be yeah, at Magic right. Kingdom till six and then rock and roll over to Villains Park till 1 a.m. People with crazy people will do it and they'll pay to do it. Or yeah. you know, don't even open it at noon. Open it at dusk. Why not? Yeah. 
There Why you not? go. Open it yeah. at like four o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the winter time, you know, you only have a couple more hours of daylight. You're already, so it's kind of dusk already. And this would eliminate the need to create all these show buildings necessarily. If it was like yeah, exactly. to create exactly. atmosphere, it was only kind of at night. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What if it's dusk till dawn instead of sort of the opposite? What if yeah. it's open all night? That would be crazy. Yeah. Right. And that, and that oh, would cool. definitely lead to more people getting the the the, the hoppers because you can say, well, during the day, I'll take my kids mm-hmm. to the one on the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then we'll leave them back in the hotel and we'll go yeah. to I me and the wife or whoever. We we'll can go, go to the one scary one for us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going to yeah. want the hopper to go into both, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you want that. It would be great if you could open just before it gets dark so kids can be there when it's light. Yeah. You know what I mean? So kids, because mm-hmm. the last thing Disney's going to do is have a place that's going to alienate any kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they're not going to make an adult park. They're going to make a park that's for everybody, but could skew adult later. So I think if you, you know, you open a little earlier, the kids can get in, they can ride the rides. They're not terrified. But if it was just spooky stuff at night, you know, kids aren't going to go. And, and and you know what the worst thing is? Parent, people are going to complain. Like people yeah. complain about the, the smallest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, just like, enough. listen, yeah. Extraterrestrial Adventure was one of the greatest rides at Disney. It was so <laughs> thrilling. And a bunch of moms complained. There's a big sign at the front that says, don't take your kid on this. They took the kids on it and they complained. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could do that in this park. This is the park you can do. You still want to come? Cool. Bring your kids. The lights will be on. But you know it. Once you hit six o'clock, it's spooky time. So get on out of here. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you well, definitely guys. you definitely showed us how to how to armchair marriage I mean, I, I learned a few things. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I wanted I wanted to make sure it was a good one, guys. You it know, it was a good one. We uh, don't go on other people's shows very often. You I'll know? tell you, so, I'll tell you. you know. <laughs> uh, no, and, and listen, and you're always welcome to, to come back. And I got to say, I was very, I was, I feel like Dan's imagineered armchair imagineered before the way he came out with that sinister seas man. Yeah. That was awesome. A little bit. I was nowhere near home on the range. Mark, (laughs) come on. You'll get there, Dan. You'll get there. Just keep trying. I also wasn't quite sure how we were doing this exactly. If we were all just (laughs) putting pieces or ideas, I I didn't know. Yeah, I I jotted down a bunch of ideas with some ideas of where we would put them, but then just ideas of like, you know what would be a cool ride I would want to go on? I don't even care where the hell they put it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did too. Like I had like the, the magic carpet ride. I didn't have a, I don't have an Agrabah land, but I just thought that would be a cool ride. Um, maybe something like escaping, like um, fr- escape from the hyenas, you know, the lion cubs and you're mm-hmm. in a little thing trying to get away from and navigate through the elephant graveyard. Um, also Fantasia, Night on Bald Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to have Chernabog in the park somewhere. Yeah. Well, guys, this is your nighttime firework and a, a projection show on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and maybe there's an, a, maybe not an animatronic, but some kind of, I mean, they've had a dragon come out in Fantasmic. Who's to say they can't have something spectacular coming out of this mountain? There is a great, if you, uh, it's, I don't think it exists anymore, but Tokyo Disney used to have this crazy fire dragon in their nighttime water show. I think they got rid of it, but take a look at it. Like something like that on this mountain would be bomb. Fire dragon on top yeah. of a mountain. That's uh, some scary stuff. I like it. And you know what else too? I was I was even thinking you could put it in the in the underworld is you gotta have Hades with a comedy club, man. Kind of almost uh, like uh, almost like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, but you know, that. but with Hades and he's and he's the MC. That's yeah. awesome. But um and the guys, I'm so happy that you guys finally were we were able to do this, have you guys in, in town. Well, and, it's a pleasure. Uh, Thanks so much for having us, uh Gene. It was uh, I know it was a. Uh, Long time coming. We've been talking about it for a long time. And, uh, you know, we just uh, we just like to have a good time over at We Like Theme Park. So we're happy to do that with you. 
Yeah, no. I mean, listen, if you haven't, if they haven't bumped into your show yet, they need to because it is honestly one of the best podcasts, Disney podcasts, because it's you guys might be one of the funniest podcasts. Forget about Disney, just in general, man, like the drops and the music. I love I love everything that you guys bring to it. It's really just a really well produced, really well thought out show that you guys do every time. Well, really thanks is. not only for being on our show, but to actually bring a segment of yours and input it into ours. That's that's really cool for anyone listening to ours to to check that out. It's it's very cool. And and, and Chris, just so you know, uh, Miriam said we can actually take this segment. It's our segment now. <laughs> oh so so yeah we'll we'll wow. be arm sharing and mirror engineering everyone. <laughs> Thanks Miriam. Yeah no problem. Guys, she said she's the boss. <laughs> Decided. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say no to that. Hey, Miriam, I got this great idea. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's dumb. Right. That's making sense. No. Let's so, go post this thing on our Instagram. No, don't post that. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's kind of the not game even game. true. That's that's. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. That's my daughter though. My daughter's like the cool police. So if I'm gonna post something, like, what do you think of this? And she'd be like, No. no. <laughs> I'm like, All right. She's like that. I'll be the cool police for our Instagram. See, my, my daughter's 20, so of course she knows everything now at this point. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. knows she's three years in college. She's pretty much the smartest person on the planet to her. So, <laughs> so when she tells me, no, 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 I got to listen because I'd be an idiot not to. So. But uh, listen, I, again, thank you so much. Let me just do a couple of announcements before we, we say goodbye to you real quick, just because uh, sure. we got to do these announcements real, real yeah. quick. Guys, remember to enter the Disney gift card giveaway we have on the Instagram right now. Still have a few more weeks to do that. And also make sure you tune in next week. We're actually going to be doing an episode from Epcot's uh, Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, so a few of the cast members will be down there. We'll be talking about all the food and all the booths and just some of the stuff you're going to see at the uh, Flower and Garden Festival. So please make sure you tune in for that. And uh, yeah, I guess, you know, also, oh, and also one more thing too. We're also still casting for our Disney dollar game. So if you guys want to try your luck at your Disney knowledge, uh, hit us up on Instagram, DM us. And uh, we will uh, we'll bring you on, and maybe you win a win some prizes. Uh, just DM you right here. here we go. Yeah. Dip, dip. Oh, Chris, Boom, is, there we go. Yo, dollar game. Chris, I, in there. Yo, we got some tough questions, man. But you know, but then again, I'm not, I don't have any of the home home on the range trivia, so you might really know. <laughs> We're gonna have to have it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we have to have a home on the ra- home on the range category now. Um, but yeah, so home on the range and brother bear and anything obscure you can think of. Brother bears, Bob and Doug McKenzie, right there. <laughs> yes, and it's, it's but you know it's an obscure classic like brother bear. Like I don't I can't speak for everybody, but when my son that was right in his wheelhouse when he was a little guy, like mm-hmm. two three years old, and he watched that movie literally. Through Three or four times a day. A day. It's over. Put it back on. Bring it back. Run it back. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. Was brother bear. Brother bear was how he said it. Oh, as a, as a two year or three year old, something like that. And that was his movie that I remember it fondly because it brings back good memories of my son who is now eighteen, being a little guy. Love at it. the time, at the time, <laughs> I was just like, these bears got to go, man. <laughs> I, 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 go. I think it's partly why I have a disdain for the country bears. Don't go there. And we're, and we're going to talk about these country bears on your show very soon. Bears, <laughs> yes. That's just a little spoiler about what I have to say about the country bears. Well, I got to tell you, I have a three-year-old and five-year-old, so we obviously have some specific titles on rotation. You know, your Frozen's in your cars, but you know what's in that rotation? Home, home on the range. And <laughs> the kids love it, man. Come on, talking cows. 
and yodeling. We're going to make him love that. Let's be honest here. <laughs> they had no choice. <laughs> they had no choice. Get in on it. Get in on it. Gee, it's not that bad. But daddy, no, no. We're watching Home on the Range. Oh, we're going to watch Home on the Range first. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So, yes. guys, please, uh, major thank yous to, to, to We Like Theme Parks, man. Let everybody know where to find you guys, the podcast, individually. Let everybody know. Uh, of course, Gene. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, you can always find us. You know, we're on all your podcatchers. Please, after you're done listening to the Disney Underground, maybe give us a, you know, a little taste. Check us out. Maybe you like us. And if you don't, that's cool, too. You can still dream with us. You can still armchair Imagineer on your own. No problem. Uh, you can find us at WeLikeThemeParks.com. We're on the Instagram at We Like Theme Parks. Yeah, that's it, man. Come check us out. Have some fun. Obviously, when you're done listening to your glorious show, which I want to say we also very much enjoy. And we're yes. so thrilled that we met you guys. Thanks. We are, I, too. Yeah. Gene and I are kind of brothers from another's. So it's, it was a pleasure <laughs> to meet Gene. And then now you, Dan. I'm feeling Dan vibes, too. Dan, are we going to talk for a few hours? You should get together. All right. <laughs> I'm in the zone. You're in the zone? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about home on the range. It's going to be a great time. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for having us. And uh, yeah, man, it was a great time. I definitely want to come on for some, some Disney dollar game, win me some Disney dollars. Let's do yeah. it, man. Yeah, dollars. yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll you know schedule what? that for sure. Well, let's don't don't schedule me because right now on our show we have something called King of the Castle. We play a lot of trivia on our show, and I got to tell you, it's a com- it's a trivia challenge. And we kind of keep it in show, and then we bring in some guests every now and then to compete. The reigning champion, the reigning king of the castle, is not the king. It's the queen of the castle. It's Miriam. (laughs) She's on a nine-game winning streak. Nobody can unseat her. (laughs) So she's the one you want on the Disney dollar game. No pressure. No pressure, right? (laughs) She's going to take all your Disney dollars. We're playing tomorrow, and no pressure. (laughs) All right. Let's set it up, man. Let's definitely set it up. up. And we're really excited to have you guys on. We're going to play a little Retire Me, which is one of the great segments we enjoy on the show, where we essentially light attractions on fire and get rid of them. So we're going to be doing that with you guys. We're really excited about it. And uh, and hopefully this leads to a a beautiful relationship moving forward. Uh, sorry, I don't totally know the line from Casablanca. I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was absolutely great hanging with you dudes. And let's do it again soon. Definitely. We're going to have to go see a Yankee Blue Jay game. And, and, and yeah, my absolutely. And, and we'll obviously, my Yankees ahead. are going to crush those Jays, even though you got Springer now. <laughs> this year? I don't know. You're not so bad. We're not so you bad. Guys are, you, guys are, you guys are dangerous this year. Honestly, you do. Uh, the Yankees are the Yankees. You guys got all the money. So who knows? Anything can happen. <laughs> we're blue jay fans we're not used to winning we don't know what to say we're like, I, I you guys know. had a good run in the night <laughs> yeah those are good those are good and times. we've owned and we've owned the al east since then but there you go see this is what happens with me and gene we get off theme parks we talk about the yankees and the jays and then the hockey and the football it's dangerous man we gotta talk about the jets now or what well no, we'll save that we'll save that for another day we'll go into some jets vikings all right and uh but yeah <laughs> dan, this is where dan actually gets up and takes a break for a little bit when i start talking to uh, with joey on, on the podcast he's like all right i'll be back let me know let me know when you're done but uh, well, all right guys uh, total thrill meeting you guys such a fun uh, uh experience and uh let's play some more guys let's have some, let's have a good time definitely stick around post show we'll talk a little bit and uh i guess Dan, we'll see you next week as well. Actually, no, we won't see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks because next week I'll be in I'll be uh, in in Epcot, and unfortunately, Dan will not be there. And and I and I say that in all sincerity because I thought I was hoping for sure there would be a chance that Dan could get it was there. Close. And um, 
But there'll be other times that we'll be in the parks, gallivanting and through the parks, holding hands, skipping down Main Street at other times. <laughs> so let's uh, we'll get on out of here. Guys, have a great today, a better tomorrow, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>